The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Instructions, and then we'll, we'll do a guided practice before lunch. So, I think in that first sit, I said something like, uh, "You don't, you don't own experience. Uh, you, you are experience." And in the meditation uh, Buddhist approach. Um, Part of what we're doing is we're training to focus, to, to um, in a sense, dissolve back into the flow of experience. Normally we live our life uh, very fixated on people, places, and things, or what, what we have, what we don't have, what we want, what we don't want. And it makes a lot of sense that we do this and are strategic about arranging our lives in ways that are conducive to our well-being. But um, it's possible to, uh, to live a life where all we are ever trying to do is optimize the conditions. And... Uh, that can lead us to essentially fidget our way through our whole life. And one of the kind of uh, values of, of, uh, of practice, of formal practice, is helping us dissolve back into a sense of, of life as flowing experience. You our experience. It's not, it's not the kind of uh, a sense of you that stands outside of experience that has a kind of God's eye view of looking down on life outside of time, outside of space. We actually come to appreciate everything that is happening here, everything that we take to be solid everything that we take to be ground, to be empty, to be groundless. And this kind of appreciation of, of life as a flow of experience is, uh, is supported by um, dividing our experiences untangling the different ways we can experience and surrendering to whatever is arising. So the Buddha, like, there are different ways that we could cut up what it is to have human experience, right? Like, one map would, would be the five senses plus the mind, right? That would be one map, right? 
the the aggregates is another kind of map that's a, an attempt to be exhaustive and mutually exclusive categories. What I'll present is something, they're very simple distinctions, but quite empowering, I think. And this comes from a lot of different lineages, but it's been formalized by by Shinzen Young, who's a a teacher I, I spent about a decade practicing with. And um, so here's a map of experience. It's not everything, but it's enough so that if we pay attention to these six unique experiences, um, we gain quite a bit of uh, insight and uh, emotional regulation and uh, and and can have that sense of of dissolving back into a kind of flow of of uh, arising and passing so these experiences uh, will be very familiar to you but uh, we don't actually tend to track them carefully when we practice necessarily. So there's seeing external, you know, the vi- visual field, right? We're, we're seeing. But if we close our eyes, as you can for a moment, there's still internal images happening, right? Maybe an image of your body, of this room. If I asked you to think about the route you took to come here this morning, you could picture that. Maybe there's some lightness or darkness, a kind of blank screen in front of or behind the closed eyes. Some of these images might be photographic, but might more often they're very fleeting impressions. And so you can open your eyes. That makes sense, the ordinary vision and then a kind of internal seeing too, yeah? We hear, right? external sounds but then we also think in words and in thinking in words we are essentially also hearing right so just silently say your name in your mind you can repeat it maybe you can sense that you're actually hearing this and that thoughts arise in this like they arise as pictures which we just focused on but they also arise in words usually what we call thinking discursive thinking papancha is the proliferation of words that we are hearing in a subtle way 
So there's hearing externally and hearing internally. Then there's feeling in the body. There's the feeling of warmth or coolness, of the gravity of the body, the weight of the body, circulation. There's the knee that aches or feels good. There's the sense of like the clothes as they touch the skin. That's one kind of, of sensation, physical, we could say, physical sensations. But then there are also emotional type sensations, right? And so the feeling that I have of like rubbing my chest here is very different than the feeling I would have if we suddenly heard a loud noise. And I would also have sensations in my chest, but it would be different than this feeling, right? We have this very vibrant emotional life and in some sense, the building blocks of that emotionality are in the body. And so anger, fear, sadness, joy, love, peace, all of these things have a fingerprint in the body. They coexist with these other sensations, with the, the knee that aches, or the belly that's empty or full. But there is also this kind of circuit of emotion. And so we experience, we could say, two poles or two sides of sensation, physicality and emotionality. So here, those are six experiences. Sight, mental image, right? Sound internal talk, what we usually just call thinking, but is, is auditory thinking. And then sensation, physical and emotional. And those six experiences, if we can actually bring mindfulness to them, that uh, the kind of sense of like uh, the fabric of the reality of things and people and places, the, f- the solidity of things, people, places starts to fray and we enter a realm of, of pure experience where there are no things, there, there is, uh, in, in an important sense, no time. And we are, uh, there is, is just uh, the kind of flow of seeing, hearing, and feeling. Seeing, hearing, and feeling. And so um, we can actually make this the domain of our, of mindfulness. And 
I, there are a lot of, lot of potential values, values to doing this. Um, maybe we will each explore what is of value for us. Um, but the way, the way we, we practice with this is very strongly influenced by kind of uh, lineage, Mahasi style of using mental notes, of bringing attention, of noticing the arising of an experience, and then actually soaking the awareness into that experience. And so it's maybe clearest with the body, there's like, okay, here's, a, here's a, an emotion arising. It's noticed. We don't have to know what it is even. We just notice that's here. And then it's like we pour the attention into those sensations. And then a few seconds later, we make another mental note. And in this case, the notes are, we're, are just three notes. Seeing, hearing, feel. So it could just be see, hear, feel. And at any given time, it's very likely that something like this is arising, that there's either, if our eyes are closed, okay, we're not having visual experience, but we're having very likely some imaging is happening, internal mental image. We're likely hearing something, even if it's just quiet ambient noises or we're having thoughts, in auditory thoughts, this is hearing. We make no distinction between this sound and yada, yada, yada sound. It's just hear, H-E-A-R. And then there's emotion in the body and the physicality of the body. And that's just feel. So six kind of specific experiences, uh, if our eyes are open, and but th just three mental notes. Is this that makes sense? Those distinctions, yeah. <coughs> So in the practice we'll, we'll do in a moment, this is, um, is your hearing. It's highly, highly structured. There's no, you know, uh, there's no, no place for sort of some of my favorite vague contemplations about love and the mystery of awareness and, you know, lots, lots of stuff I like to say to you and to myself during practice. It's really, uh, um, 
yeah, in every, in every moment we know where attention can be. And it doesn't mean we actually have to bring agitation or tightness into the mind at all. In fact, we, when we notice the agitation or tightness, that just gets recycled and folded back into the awareness itself. Because that agitation can only really exist somewhere within the domains of seeing, hearing, feeling. So it can't be like we're practicing and, all right, let's, this happens a lot, like we're practicing and the thought arises suddenly or gradually like, this kind of sucks. Like this situation, this meditation, I want it to end, right? I want something else to be happening. All of that, all of that, it, you don't actually have to let go of it. You fold that into the awareness itself. So it would just be like hearing. And maybe making that simple mental note actually brings the sentence of this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it brings that sentence to an end. You're not trying to end it but sometimes just the actual making the mental note will change what's arising. And then it's like, wait, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting, I'm not hearing. When is like lunch, lunch, feel. All of it can be folded in. So, um, if you want to change your posture or stretch for a moment, you can do that and then we'll, we'll sit.
as we settle into the stillness. Can allow the spine to ever so gently reach upwards and give the rest of the body over to gravity. Let's first spend a couple minutes just familiarizing ourselves with this experience of, uh, of seeing. With the eyes closed, can begin to notice the mental images as they stream through. Some images will feel like they arise right in front of or behind the closed eyes. Whereas images perhaps provoked by a sound out on the street, it might feel as if we're <coughs> having an image that's spatially located out there. like our holographic reality. Created by this magnificent brain. Keeps us situated. But it's okay to become vague. Maybe we notice the image of the outline of our body, our head, something like ourself, the meditator. It's just seeing.
letting go of that and now bringing attention to the field, the soundscape of hearing, a soundscape that runs right through our own heads. So there are external sounds and there are sounds of auditory thinking. All of that can be known simply as hearing. Sometimes it might simply be the not a sound, the high-pitched shimmering ring that some people find in the ears. And of course, we're practicing to hear our thoughts rather than to obey them, to live in a thought-created world.
Can we let go of all of the conclusions we've reached about this moment? About this meditation? About this life? Now we can let go of hearing and bring attention to the body, to feeling. There's the physicality of the body and the emotionality. Those emotional sensations are often sensed along the front axis of the body. The face, the throat, the chest, the belly. They may be intense, may be subtle. They may be restricted to one's part of your body or they may be spread broadly across the body. They may be pleasant or unpleasant. You may know what the feeling is or it may be a vague something. Something's activated but we don't have a name for it. All of this is fine.
bathing the body in awareness. attitude of radical nonviolence with respect to everything that arises. Now opening to the full range of these experiences, five if your eyes are closed. And you can, at a kind of interval that feels appropriate, often a few seconds, make uh, one of the three mental notes. See, hear, feel. And give the attention over to whatever is being seen, heard, or felt. 
And if the phenomena vanishes, notice that. And you can note the next arising. Any sense of urgency, any sense of dissatisfaction, any sense of anything needing to be other than it is. All of this can be noted. It arises in images or words or feelings. 
these last few minutes, just give everything back to awareness. 